Hello and welcome to a Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. I'm Carrie Clark. This podcast is the first of a two-part program that hones in on the African-American vocal tradition, from church pews to mainstream concert stages. This one features a discussion with Marcus Mosley of the Sojourners, who are teaching at the Folk Festival's boot camp July 22nd to 24th, and performing at the festival July 23rd through 26th at Prince's Island Park. Little children, come where I send thee. Uh, Will Sanders and Ron Small are the other two members. I was born in Texas and grew up in California and uh, came to Canada about... uh, about 20-some-odd years ago, just, just before Expo 86. Uh, Will is originally from Alexandria, Louisiana, and uh, Ron is originally from Chicago, Illinois. Ron came here a long, long time ago. I think he's been here at least 40 years. Um, uh, Will's been here about the same amount of time. He came just around the same time that I did. We met, actually, uh, around that same time as well. I first met Ron a number of years back, about 10 years ago, when I was doing, um, I was on tour with uh, Showboat, that I'd known Will from way, way, way back. Actually, one of the first gigs that I got when I moved to Canada was uh, Jim Burns was looking for uh, some guys to do some background vocals uh, for an R&B thing that he was doing, and uh, somebody threw, threw, I don't know, somebody called me and says, Marcus, is is this gig available? Are you open for it? So we were in the basement of Michael Colange, who's this fantastic Hammond B3 player. And I met Jim then. This was back about 86. And Will was there as well. That was when I first met Will. But how the Sojourners were actually started was um, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Burns, called me up and said, Marcus, I'm working on my next uh, CD project. I'm looking for some guys to do uh, background vocals on the CD. He had actually hoped to get this wonderful, amazing group called the Solsters, but they weren't able to come. And so, so um, Jim said, Marcus, can you get a couple of guys together and come in and, and do some BGs? And so I called Ron and Will, and we went over and uh, worked with Steve Dawson and on on um, the various tunes, and then went in the studio and and did the BGs. And the sound was so it was like a it was like a how can I describe it? We we were all quite amazed at the blend because we all have different, very different sounding voices. But the the, the sound that was created was quite something. And um, the CD, the House of Refuge, uh, was 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 released. Uh, Jim decided to he'd like us to travel with him to to promote the CD. And so he says, "Well, I got to give you a name if you're going to be traveling." So he gave us the name, the Sojourner. And then Steve Dawson uh, said, "You know, you guys have such a great sound, and you're going to be on tour with us, so we might as we might as well get you in the studio and get your own CD put together." And so we 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 got our own songs together, and we created "Hold On," our CD, and we began the tra- uh, tour with Jim uh, doing the, the folk festivals across Canada, and it's taken off from there. Hold on, hold on. my hand 
the gospel plow Wouldn't take nothing for my journey now Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on, hold on Freedom's name is mighty sweet One of these days we're gonna meet Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on, hold on, hold on Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Paul and Silas were bound for jail didn't have money for their bill. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on, hold on. Paul and Silas gave a shout. The doors flew open and they walked out. Keep your eyes on the You're listening to a Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast featuring the Sojourner's Marcus Mosley. That was Eye on the Prize from their CD, Hold On. How, does the, how do church choirs um, foster oh, oh. this kind of vocals? What's, you know, what's the link there? It, it's a great support system. Um, this is a very little, little boy. I, I've always sang, and so, you know, you would stand up from, from the time you're able to stand up on your own two feet in front of the church if you have the desire. Oftentimes they'll give you the opportunity to, to sing a little song during church service or during a special, uh, a special event that they have maybe just for the kids or something where they're featuring the, the kids and encouraging them and whatever talent they might have. If it's, if it's reciting poetry or singing a song or 
or doing a skit or something like that, you know, acting or whatever. And so the church has, the, the church community has always been a very, very uh, solid support system for that. Uh, and and you get a chance to sort of learn your way. You know, you know, you you start off with a very simple tune like a Jesus loves me, this I know, or something, and you grow into it. And next thing you know, you're you're taking on a leading uh, singing with the choir, for example, and having the, doing those call and response kind of songs where where you the, you, you take the, the the lead of the song, but the choir is also doing sort of these great backup and response to you. And, and so that for, for, for all three of us, that was sort of uh, an experience that we had, or singing in church and and in, as part of choirs. And uh, I think Will's family actually um, they were the founding. They they were they founded the church that, that he grew up in in Alexandria, and his family. They were always uh, preachers and singers. <laughs> so. There's also a great history of activism around the civil rights that that came from the church. You know, there there was code. The weight in the water was code for for um, slaves that would try and get across the border and run through the river. And you know, there was a great history of songs like that that actually had special messages within them that I think people could meet together in the church community. But then um, it was it was beyond. It went beyond that and into a um, an activist role. Well, the the history of the code song goes back uh, to the slave period time of slavery and yes the songs had um, uh, double meanings you know like you said um, for example that that spiritual um, steal away you know steal away steal away home I ain't got long to stay here um, that was a uh, used as a as a signal to let someone let the, let the community know of, of slaves that that evening for example someone was going to to make a break for it and was going to run away and so maybe that was the key, the key, the the cue for, for um, say for example, the woman working in the in the kitchen to maybe store some food aside and and bring it to to a special place by a certain time, and and for others to do have to do other things, and then they would cause a disturbance, for example, so that all the the white people would have their attention in one part of the of the of the plantation, and then the the then the the, the person who was going to run would then, at that point, later on that in that evening, would would take off running, and they wouldn't be missed right away. Song "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot," you know, the same kind of thing. It's, it, Quakers were quite active in helping slaves escape from slavery, and so, uh, you know, the Quakers are called friends, right? Uh, I looked over Jordan. What did I see? Coming for to carry me home. A band of angels coming after me. Coming for to carry me home. If you get there before I do, tell all my friends I'm coming to. You know, it, it was all, all these various messages inside the phone to tell you, to, to encourage you on your way, <clears> or to tell you where to, where, where to go. The, the song, Follow the Drinking Gourd, for example. Uh, Follow the Drinking Gourd for the old man's coming for to carry you to freedom. The Drinking Gourd, of course, is the Big Dipper, and the Big Dipper is, has the North Star in it. And if you follow the Drinking Gourd, you're following the North Star to find your way north to, to the northern part of the United States or more. More definitely, uh, for many, uh, you find your way to Canada as well. Are these any songs that you incorporate into your sets? Um, we do some of those. Um, we also use them when we uh, we when we're asked to do workshops, or we, which is one of the things we'll be doing um, there in Calgary uh, for the boot camp. We'll be doing a, a sort of a boot camp and teaching people 
various gospel songs and teaching them harmonies and so on. And we, we, we use those songs to sort of teach the history of gospel music and, the, and, and that it comes out of the history of slavery and the civil rights movement and so on. So, so yeah. And then that, that body of music absolutely is, it informs or is a layer of texture for whatever we do. Uh, as far as gospel music is concerned. That's a good way to put it, and we say it's a layer of texture. How how do you see yourselves as a group that started in the church and then is now performing in a, mostly secular venues? How, where do you see those dividing lines, and how do you see something as, as texture versus, like, how do you define those two different roles, you know, singing in the church choir versus what you do now? Well, that that tension has always existed, between so-called secular and sacred music and singing, like a lot of the groups, for example, the uh, the Temptations and people like Aretha Franklin and many black soul singers, uh, Sam Cooke, started out singing in the church and singing as part of quartets or whatever. I mean, Aretha Franklin, her father was a very famous uh, uh, Baptist minister, uh, C. L. Franklin. Um, and people were, were 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 sort of pressured. Either you're going to sing for the Lord or sing for the devil. And uh, but that kind of thing has sort of kind of shifted in the last uh, number of years. Uh, people have begun to realize that you take the music everywhere you go. You don't just sing it in church. You can you can do gospel music. You can sing it in a, in a pub. You can sing it in a on the street corner. You can sing it. Uh, you know, and, and as long as you are in your heart, being true to what you believe, you know, um, it doesn't mean you have to be to sing it on Sunday morning in the church just to just to church members. And of course, as you mentioned earlier, um, a lot of this music was used during the civil rights movement to to encourage people as they were standing up to police or protesting or whatever. And they, so I think people began to see that this music has a power to it to encourage to encourage you get your message out to people, whether the message is about spirituality, about God, or if it's about a social message, such as equality and freedom. For myself, um, since I don't really buy into the idea of the separation between sacred and secular. God has given me a gift, and that gift is music and my voice, and I use it in many, many ways, whether I'm singing a gospel tune or whether I'm singing an R&B tune. There's a train to come in. Don't need no baggage. You just head on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesel's humming. You don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. Open the doors and board them There's 
Mosley of Vancouver Sojourners. I've been your host, Carrie Clark. Thanks for listening. And check us out online at calgaryfolkfest.com.